It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, the Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. You all can learn something new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people might want to know about. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL. This, my friends, is Access Atlanta. It's a new podcast that shares the best things to do, see, eat, and experience. Welcome to Access Atlanta. This week, I'm here with Autumn Porter, who is part of our digital production team and also a reporter here at the AJC. Welcome, Autumn. Hi, Shane. Thank you for having me. So, um, you brought us something a little spooky this time around, right? Yes, I did. So I actually had a chance to sit down with co-founder Ben Armstrong at Netherworld, and also I got to do a walkthrough of the whole haunted house. So great experience, very spooky and scary. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, are, are you easily scared? Absolutely. I was saying earlier that um, I don't know why I quite signed up for this. I definitely have never been to a haunted house. So this was my first time stepping foot into one. And I will say they are very scary. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified. So this was your first time? My first time. On camera. How funny is that? (laughs) Wow. So how was your experience? Is it something you would want to repeat? Hmm. I think I have to get over... I I have to get past this hump right now. Right now I'm kind of terrified because there was just so many things jumping out at me and things flying over my head and so many different themes. But it was a great experience. Great structure of it. Um, The building is humongous. There's two different sides. I will say that I'm not sure if I would go back though. Like I, I'm too scared. <laughs> yeah, but this is so. This is the this is the first year for Netherworld in a new space, right? Yes. So they've been open for 22 years, and 20 of those years they were at Norcross in Norcross. But now they open up a new location in Stone Mountain. So this was the first year in this new location. Right. Right. So I guess. Well, you since you hadn't been before, you wouldn't know how much things have changed, but I'm sure that, that it's completely new experience this year. Right. So there's a lot more space. I know before there were a lot of complaints about parking, so the parking has been expanded to two different parking lots, so there's a lot of parking. Um, and then they also added some year-round attractions, so that's the game, the escape room that they have that's open year-round, and there's three different ones that you can choose from, and each person is tailored differently. So right. if you were to win, your escape experience would be different from mine. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's well, open all year round. That's great that they have something that, that's year round because I'm, I'm sure it's hard to, you know, to keep a space and, and pay for a space and all of that when you're only doing like a seasonal thing. Right. So they try to keep it open um, for like special holidays. So for Christmas, they've done in the past um, Christmas spooky things right. or Valentine's Day or Easter. So they try to keep that going, but as well as the escape room that's going to be open year round. So that's additional things that they right. can hold their year round too. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Cool. Well, so, and um, you went and experienced this on video. Did you talk with anyone? I did. I got a chance to talk with the co-founder, Ben Armstrong, and it was a great experience. He was just telling me how it kind of started, um, the different themes that are within the haunted house, um, how they get their props and things like that. Right, right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, sort of a little bit of behind the scenes kind of thing. Yeah, so it's behind the scenes. So first it's me talking, and then it's me getting scared. <laughs> 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 For like a whole hour, you're just going to hear screaming, screaming, screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about uh, uh, the experience there. Yeah, definitely. So I would say it took me about an hour, an hour and a half to get through both of them. So there's two different sides. The first one is called The Awaken, and then the second one is called Subject Unknown. And within those, it's different themes. So every year, a theme is added to it. Um, and once you're done with the first one, you have a chance to go to what they call their open midway, and that's where you kind of take a breather, collect right. yourself from all the screaming you've been doing. <laughs> um, they have these delicious donuts that you can buy. They have beverages, non-alcohol, nah non-alcoholic though so just yeah. if you want a soda or water and then there's also great opportunities to take photos with some of the creatures and they have um backdrops and things like that yeah right cool so it's a whole experience it's like it is yeah yes. it's less like i mean you think most haunted house you think it's a really quick sort of thing you just walk through but this is more like a, a real immersive experience it is and i didn't know that there were two sides to it so yeah. after the first one i was like okay ready to go and they're like oh no wait there's another side and i was like oh gosh okay so they definitely do give you the full experience yeah. um and if you are looking to go i would say block out a few hours just so you can enjoy that time with right. your family and friends and things right. like that you're going to be open till november 4th but like i said before the escape room will be open year round right. so you can come anytime you want cool well, uh, let's uh, hear about Autumn's experience at Netherworld. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, Shane. After spending 20 years in Norcross, Netherworld is back in a new spacious location with seasonal and year-round events. Now, I will say I am terrified of haunted houses, and I do not know why I quite signed up for this, but we're here now, so let's go figure it out. Ah! <laughs> Excuse me. Hello. Hi. I'm an adventurer. Is there something in your hand? No, there's nothing in my hands, my dear. Actually. No roaches? <laughs> so we're here at Netherworld with Ben Armstrong, one of the co-founders. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to have another night of scaring. Ah, thank you so much for having us. Oh, no. It's going to be fun. So then how long have you been open? So this is our 22nd year, if you can believe it. It's amazing how long that it's been. We were at one location for a year in Kennesaw. We were in Norcross for 20 years. And now this is our first year here in Stone Mountain. So why the change of location? We've always wanted to own a building. Uh, here we have nine and a half acres of land. We have almost 70,000 square feet of building for us to build things for haunted houses, for attractions. It's just great. And when you own the land, you have a lot more places to bury the bodies. Ah, oh, okay. So with the new change of location, is there any new attractions that people can see now? Absolutely. Of course, our two haunted houses, the Awakened and Subject Unknown, are brand new. Brand new attractions. So uh, that's very exciting, you know, for people to come in and just, whoa, 
see all these things they've never seen before. Now there's a lot of the classic gags and a lot of the classic monsters people love, but there's a lot of new stuff. But also we have our escape games. We have three escape games. We have a monster museum. We have an expanded midway. We have a bigger gift shop. So we have a lot of amenities that people will just love to come see. So with being open for 22 years, how do you come up with a theme every year? Is it the same or does it change over the years? Netherworld is a unique storyline, so we're constantly evolving, we're constantly changing, and it's sort of an extrapolation. We built up so much mythology, it's like a television show that's run a long time. New characters come in, new ones come go, but here in our new location we're setting up a whole new storyline. It's based on the town of Weisberg. It's a strange evil city that's buried deep below a mountain, and uh, all the creatures that are coming forth, so uh, it's going to unfurl as the years go on to uh, to really lay out all the plot lines we've already developed. So every year there's something new to expect? Absolutely. I always view it as a sequel to a movie. Uh, it has a continuation of the plot and the characters, but there's a new antagonist, there's new storylines, there's new effects. Uh, so it just gives you something to hook onto. When you have a story like that, the uh, production people can go like, oh yeah, make new, let's new, make new costumes, let's make new characters, let's make exciting new things, and it works out really well that way. Wow, so with the characters and the different equipment you do have in the haunted house, does that come only from you, or is it like movie sets or anything like that? Like, how do you get those props? So we're lucky here at Netherworld to have a talented group of artists and craftsmen here. We have full-time steel fabricators, full-time costumers, full-time special effects people. So we build a lot in-house, but we also reach out and purchase or have custom-made a lot of props. And we also collect. We collect junk. We dive into dumpsters. But sometimes we get a hold of movie sets and we'll bring them in. So we have a lot of cool parts from movie sets that are in this year's attraction. Is there one cool prop that you gravitated towards in this last year that's uh, one of your favorites? Some of the things that we have is we have parts, a lot of parts of things from the Hunger Games. So a lot of the sets have elements from the Hunger Games in them. We have a lot of parts from the movie Passengers. We have uh, Tom, Tom Cruise's crashed airplane from American Made is out in the back there. So uh, we just have a lot of neat stuff that people will enjoy to see when they come here. So what makes you different from other haunted houses? When Netherworld began oh so long ago, every haunted house is sort of a bunch of vignettes from movies. There was a Freddy room, a Jason room, but we wanted to have something original, like a storyline. So that's sort of what we templated and that's what was made us different from a lot of the haunts around the country. Now in the modern age, many haunted houses follow that same format. Many haunted houses sort of have fallen in the footsteps, but we just have continued and we've amassed so many, so much talent and so many cool things over these long years. Coming here is really like a walk down haunted house memory lane with all the things that we have here. It's, it's an amazing collection and an amazing bunch of monsters there to scare people in the middle of this collection of cool stuff. Wow. Well, speaking of scaring people, what age groups would you recommend come? Is it a family friendly event or is it more so for the mature audience? Netherworld is a family-friendly show. We don't use profanity, we don't use excessive gore or excessive nasty violence. That's not what we're about. We love Halloween, we love monsters, we love telling stories, we love cool and scary things. Don't get me wrong, Netherworld is terrifying, it is shocking, it is intense. But, you know, if you have a, a small child and that kid is someone who's not going to be 
have nightmares, you know, and they love scary stuff, they're going to be fine. Uh, it really just depends on the person, but it, the content is not inappropriate. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. I cannot wait to experience this haunted house. Thank you. It's going to be very exciting to have you go through and uh, with the camera aimed at you. I'm nervous. There's no telling what's going to happen. I'm not going to tell anyone to do anything special or horrific. Uh, so, so what do you think about live snakes? Live spiders? Ah, those are... Um, uh, okay, I know we've got some giant Madagascar hissing cockroaches. Would you like some of those? No, please, no. Well, they're great with tartar sauce, really. Gosh. No, I'm kidding. You're already scaring me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, I do not know where I'm going. <laughs> I'm scared. what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. November marks the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I, a conflict also known as the War to End All Wars. Sadly, that name would prove inaccurate. One of the casualties of that war was Wilfred Owen, a young British poet who was killed in action one week before the end of the war. In the early 1960s, British composer Benjamin Britten used Owen's poetry along with the Latin Mass for the Dead, to create his astounding, heart-wrenching war requiem. The requiem was written to mark the consecration of the new Coventry Cathedral, the earlier cathedral being bombed in the Second World War, and stands as a modern choral masterpiece. 
The Atlanta Symphony Orchestra and Chorus is joined by soloists and the Gwinnett Young Singers for two performances of Britain's War Requiem at 8 p.m. on October 25th and 27th. Tickets are $17 to $93, and you can get those along with more info at atlantasymphony.org. World War I poet Wilfred Owen also figures prominently in the Arish Theatre production Not About Heroes, which is being performed at the Seven Stages Backstage Theatre in Little Five Points. The play is based on the true story of the developing friendship between Owen and his fellow poet Siegfried Sassoon, who met in a hospital near Edinburgh, Scotland as shell-shocked World War I soldiers. Arish Theatre, that's A-R-I-S, presents works with a Celtic accent. The name comes from the Irish word for again. See Not About Heroes at Seven Stage Backstage Theatre from November 2nd through the 18th. Get the details and the rest of the company's season at arishtheatre.org. That's A-R-I-S theatre.org. Cabbage Town Chomp and Stomp Chili Cook-Off and Bluegrass Festival gets a healthy start with a 5K run at 8 a.m. November 3rd, and then comes the calories as teams and restaurants compete for chili supremacy. Of course, there's plenty of music, too, which won't put on a single pound. In fact, it might help shed a few, as well as a walk around the artist's market. A spoon, your ticket to the festival, and your implement for chili ingestion can be purchased for $6 with a card or $5 with cash. You can also purchase tokens for beer and liquor at the four welcome centers on the day of the festival. The fest opens at 11 a.m. Saturday, November 3rd, with music happening all day long, and you can chow down beginning at 12.30 p.m. The fest takes place in the Cabbage Town neighborhood, right by the Oakland Cemetery. Find out more at chompandstomp.com. The Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta's annual book festival has scored a pretty big name to kick off more than two weeks of author appearances, discussions, and book signings. Two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks gave us his first book of fiction, a collection of short stories called Uncommon Type, Some Stories, last year, and he's out promoting the softcover version at the Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta on Tuesday, October 30th. Unfortunately, it's sold out, but the festival will offer many more opportunities for folks who love to read. Among the other authors on the slate are Senator Joe Lieberman on November 3rd, Mike Lukovich on November 4th, cookbook author and James Beard Award winner Dory Greenspan on November 5th, Anna Quinlan on November 11th, Tony Award winning Atlanta director Kenny Leon on November 18th, and also on November 18th, NPR host and Runner's World columnist Peter Sagel. The book festival of the MJCCA takes place at the Marcus Jewish Community Center of Atlanta at 5342 Tilly Mill Road in Dunwoody on October 30th through November 18th. Series passes for non-members are $180. Tickets are available for individual events and prices vary on those. Get all the info at atlantajcc.com. For more things to do around Metro Atlanta, head to accessatlanta.com. Our senior editor is Nicole Smith, podcast edited by Ryan Horn, music by Bo Emerson and Billy Guin, and I'm your host, Shane Harrison. Join us next week for more Access Atlanta. Access Atlanta.